0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of EQCast. I'm your host, Christy Pritchard. Thanks so much for joining us on this unconventional sideshow of healing and self-betterment. This is where you can find unscripted conversations with authentic humans sharing their trials and triumphs around their emotional wellness journey. We keep it light, but we can get dark, so fasten your seatbelts. Hello, everyone. It is Christy here. I am just at a glorious beach. You may be able to hear it in the background. I just wanted to have a quick mini solo episode. I'm gonna to attempt to do these more frequently so I can get used to being by myself and talking to you guys just for my own personal experience. Disclaimer, this is not professional advice. I am not a professional, although I was birthed to one who did teach me a lot. You can probably hear the seagulls in the background and the ocean who did teach me a lot but this is not professional advice so there's my little disclaimer i'd just like to share my story in hopes that my own personal path through healing myself and going through my own processes will inspire others to do the same So if you would like professional advice, I am happy to give you some, some professionals that I have spoken with personally that have really helped me out. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at EQ.cast and I'd be happy to pass along some of that information to you. Uh, But if you just want to listen to a little bit about how I came to where I'm at, which is by no stretch, if you've heard my other soul episodes, not a perfectly healed being, but I don't believe any of us truly ever are. I think that we go through this stage of our life, all of the stages of our life, bit by bit, things happen. We have to heal them. That's just the human experience. That is enjoying being human, the humanness of it all, if you will. (laughs) Anyhow, this week's episode, I really wanted to talk about abandonment. It is a very large topic. I'm going to try and sum up my experience in as short of amount of time as possible. I'd like to keep it under 10, 15 minutes if I can. And just to get into the different ways in which we can experience abandonment what that might feel like uh, for myself personally, at least, and how I went about learning to heal mine. And I'm still in the process of doing so. So abandonment can happen from many different instances throughout childhood. Obviously, the major ones are parents leaving, there's death, can cause abandonment. I've found out recently that older siblings leaving the house can leave younger kids feeling abandoned. Having an alcoholic parent can also lead to abandonment as you would imagine, having not a completely present parent at home does definitely lead to some dysfunction or can lead to some dysfunction, it did for me anyways. There's a little test online that I found that I think it was out of 15 and I scored 13 of the points which really put into perspective as to why I reacted the way I've reacted in relationships as an adult so this was a big eye-opener to me and I don't believe in dwelling in the past I don't believe sitting in there I do believe revisiting and understanding if you've noticed patterns in your adult life as to why those might be transpiring and that's exactly what I did I was noticing my relationship patterns were were very similar they were patterns so yeah they're all very similar and I was just unhappy in relationships and I felt jealous and insecure and always was on the verge of being left. And I didn't really equate that to any of my childhood experiences until I was much, much older. There wasn't a lot of discussion around this within friend groups, within the education system within any of that to discuss emotional issues. So I'm really glad that if there's a forum now, plenty of forums, there's lots of open discussions about this. Nowadays, so hopefully the the processing time and the time of realization becomes shorter, and people are figuring this out sooner on in their life so they can lead happier, healthier lives, and more fulfilling relationships. That is the goal so i 'll start a little bit about my personal history with abandonment. I had a dad leave when I was four, my mom being an alcoholic, all of my life uh, really triggered a lot of abandonment in me. I also had older siblings; they were a step, but we were very close since I was six months old or so left the house as well by the time I was around six or seven I believe and a stepfather also left so and there was just a constant stream of people coming in into my life being role models being very present only to be gone at some point I had a nanny uh, or not a nanny but she lived with us I kind of call her my nanny because she's like a family friend that lived with us for many many years and and she was paid to look after me. So that's kind of the same thing as a nanny, I guess. Um, but her leaving to, all of these things can lead to feelings of abandonment in a kid, teenager, even in an adult. If you have been in a very close relationship, a marriage, you can, you can have the feelings of abandonment after that dissolves as well so it's all definitely subjective everyone has their own experience everyone has their own journey everyone goes through their own processes towards healing and yeah i was just going to talk a little bit about mine so those are some of my main experiences as a kid that led to my repetitive patterns in relationships with people who were not emotionally available i felt on a subconscious level drawn to them and I felt a sense of security within knowing that they're not emotionally available and that I have to vie for their love and I need to work really hard for their love and or I dated alcoholics and drug addicts. Uh, and, and that pattern just continued to repeat and repeat until I finally got on a path of self love and a path of discovering and unearthing a lot of these old destructive patterns so yeah I I guess I kind of started unraveling all of this after my second major relationship of my life of seven years each I had two relationships of seven years if you've heard my other podcasts and I know that with the second one it became glaringly obvious that I was not choosing people that were choosing me back whether it was consciously or subconsciously I know my last ex it was not his fault that he was into his own patterns himself and just coming out of all of that and oh and I almost forgot to mention the death of parents as an adult too can lead to abandonment because my parents didn't pass away until I was 36 and 37 so that. That also triggered a lot of abandonment in me. But that's when I really started to look at my patterns. And that's when I really started to look at my relationship choices and who I was choosing to spend my time with and how much energy I was putting in comparative to how much energy they were putting in. And it was never quite balanced. I was really shown that after my parents passed away and it really just made me try and want to figure out for the first time why why am i choosing why am i choosing these people why am i putting myself through this old cycle and it's obviously because that's where i feel i am most comfortable i am most comfortable with people who are not present who do not know how to love themselves probably because they weren't taught and who aren't capable of giving me themselves i mean obviously everyone should be their own individual being uh, but when you're in a relationship if you're putting in more than the other person and constantly feeling rejection there are some aha moments in there for lack of a better term and for me personally once i started to recognize this i still chose poorly after that it's not like you realize something in your life and you instantly know how to do better and how to choose better that's not quite how that work, sometimes it takes some of us maybe, if you're lucky, um, if you're very emotionally intelligent. And at the time when I started unearthing this, I had just started my path to self discovery. So I wasn't quite there yet. And I chose somebody else who also was not able to fully commit and not able to show up in a way that was needed in a healthy, balanced relationship. So fast forward to the work that I have been putting into myself now as of late, as of the last three or four years, I guess, it's really started to come full circle. The more unearthing and the more digging I do, the more realizations I have, and the less I am wanting to put myself into that situation. Fast forward to where I'm at now. I've just been doing a lot of self-love rituals. I've been doing a lot of recognizing and noticing the patterns i think that's actually the main thing for me is seeing them when they come up and seeing how i react to certain situations and to see how i have played out in these roles so now i've just been taking a close look at those patterns without even before i mean before i even got into doing my certain process it was just the recognizing of oh hey Here goes this cyclical ordeal again and again. Why am I not choosing people that can't choose me? And then from there, I started reading some books. One was called Attached, which really helped me look at my attachment style. There is avoidant. There is anxious there is secure and there is an anxiously avoidant or fearful avoidant it's called and those generally stem from how you were treated when you're born and you're crying and you're a wee little baby in your crib and if you were just left unattended to your own devices to cry yourself to smithereens then you may grow up to have an avoidant attachment style because you had to self self soothe so when you self self soothe yourself as an adult you tend to withdraw you think that that's the way that you can overcome any feelings of being uncomfortable or not love anxious attachment you can also have very similar things happen to you as a baby so you can be also left to self-soothe but it's just how the baby chooses to deal with it or how it's inherently knowing to deal with it you can become anxiously attached. So when mom comes back or your caregiver comes back, you kind of glom on, whereas an avoidant attachment, when the caregiver comes back, you might distance yourself and pretend like you weren't phased by it at all. And that book really shed a lot of light as to why I reacted the way I reacted. I would get clingy, I would get insecure, I would get really jealous and assume the worst because in my experience as a small, tiny kid, baby even there was not a lot of consistent presence and that can really mess with someone subconsciously as an adult so uh, there are people out there who don't believe in this stuff and that's completely fine i however from my own personal experience find this to be very accurate and it's just the it's the unpacking of this that allows for the healing that's where it starts as you recognize you notice you put pieces together you have aha moments. You go through these moments of just having the pieces kind of fall into place and put your, if you put your childhood together and, and look at where you're at now, all those pieces have a tendency to kind of come together a little bit more and make a bigger picture. And that's what I've been doing for the last few years and seeking therapy and hypnotherapy. I've mentioned in other podcasts and emdr i've tried as well and just reading lots of books and meditating and just getting into self-care and self-love and i really trying to change the inner dialogue with myself to be reassuring that i am all that i need i don't require love from another i have enough love in me to give to myself that i don't actually require love from another if i get it great If not then that is more their issue than it is mine and it's having these kinds of thoughts this kind of inner dialogue that's really helped me make better choices feel more independent feel less insecure and I've noticed my central nervous system really calms down. I'm able to calm it now when a point of threat seems to be coming my way i.e. somebody else in the relationship attention being drifted elsewhere take some self soothing in order to understand that it's not about me it's about them and sometimes it's not even happening and it's just how I'm perceiving the world because that's what's happened before and it's the realization of oh hey that might just be my perception and not what's actually going on that's a huge key factor as well that has really helped me look at things a little bit differently and also being vulnerable when you do notice something that may seem like a threat to speak out to say hey I'm not feeling very comfortable right now. I'm feeling kind of insecure. I'm feeling uncertain. And having that conversation, that really hard conversation, and bridging that gap between what I'm thinking to what I'm feeling and relaying it to the other person is very beneficial, I've noticed. It's hard, but it's definitely worth doing. And if you're with in a relationship with someone that is capable of hearing you and listening to you and holding space for you, then these issues tend to start to absolve and these old patterns can go away a lot faster. And if you're not with somebody like that, then you're just probably in the wrong place. I'm not here to give you advice, but hey, maybe if you're not with someone who can understand and hold space for you, then that's not a safe space for you. In order to have these hard conversations it's really important to feel safe and in order to feel safe we have to first of all cultivate a safety within ourselves and then we can reach out to another so it's not needily grasping and saying I need you to fix this for me it's cultivating safety within yourself it is finding a calm centered space to have this conversation and then reaching out and hoping for the best And I found that to be very helpful in my encounters around these kinds of things. So it's by no means absolved. This is constant awareness. And the same goes for people who withdraw and who shut down in order to overcome this. You have to start looking a bit deeper into why am I doing this? The normal, not normal, quote unquote, bunny quote normal reaction is to have these intense feelings. Sure, we all have them. uh, But know how to recognize them. Know how to sit with them know how to self-regulate them know how to bring them up to the person that may be in our vicinity while this is happening in a calm thoughtful manner and work it out you know, and that's that's where the healing starts—is to be able to work this stuff out with the people in our lives, and hopefully they're supportive. And if they're not, time to mosey. But if they are, that's amazing. You're probably going to heal a lot faster than you would if you're doing this on your own, because it's these conversations, these hard conversations, that bridge the gap. So thank goodness to all the thought leaders out there, and the books that have been written, and all the therapists that exist, and the healers, and all the people who do all the hard work to get collective and aware and on on their proper path of self-regulating and self-awareness and all the good stuff so that's been my little path journey I'm getting really tired of those words if anyone has any more words that we could use instead of path and journey I would be grateful to hear them because I'm racking my brain but they just seem to make so much sense and when you hear of unearthing and undigging and unpacking same shit applies it it really all that is actually what we're doing so I will continue to use those words and thank you to whoever brought them into our vicinity but let's also come up with some new ones because you know me I like to have a wide range of a vocabulary if at all possible. I find when I get on the mic though I tend to freeze up and clam up and my vocabulary goes out the window. (laughs) So that is what it is until I adjust and become more comfortable. But I think that is all I have to say on the issues of abandonment for now. Know that you share you share this uncomfortable feeling with many many others. You are not alone. There's plenty of us in this ship with you not going to sink it's not going to be comfortable however until we decide to jump off this bloody ship and swim to shore (laughs) so that would be my end note with that i really appreciate you guys tuning in every week and all the support you've been giving me it means a lot this has been very challenging for me however very rewarding at the same time with the feedback that i have been getting so thank you thank you and please don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you can leave a review please leave a review and reach out to me on instagram i'm at eq.cast and i'm on facebook at eqcast and Twitter, and LinkedIn, and all the fun stuff. So please, let's connect off this platform and onto others. I would really love to open up a conversation with more of you, and I would really love to create a bit more of a community around this whole podcast, because that's why I started it. I wanted the conversation to open up. I wanted people to be able to open up and have a safe space and a forum where we can discuss and there won't be professional advice per se, but hopefully by sharing our stories and how we've gotten to where we are, we can all facilitate healing. And hey, that's free. So (laughs) that's pretty damn great if you ask me. So thanks again. I appreciate your time and I look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing me (laughs) on the next podcast. See you next week. Bye.